Greetings and humble salutations. I am your host, Devadric Ponder, and welcome to another episode of the College Corner Podcast. Today, I'm here with some of the CARE leadership team at Florida State University to provide some helpful tips as we celebrate First Gen Week. CARE has led the efforts to support First Gen students over the last 30 years. And before we get started, can our lovely guests please introduce themselves? Hey everyone, my name is Tatiana Dupierre. I'm one of the academic advisors here and I'm a first generation professional. Hey everybody, my name is Adarius Simpkins. I am the Assistant Director for Student Outreach and Learning um, and I'm also a first generation college graduate and professional. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Deontay Brown. I serve as one of the Assistant Deans of Undergraduate Studies and also Director of the Center for Academic Retention and Enhancement. And I'm a TRIO alum as well as a first generation college graduate. Now let's get right into our conversation. I'm going to ask a few questions, and I hope that everyone takes some notes and tune in to this great conversation that we're going to have today. So our first question for our panel, what are some common misconceptions about first-generation students? For me, I think a common misconception about first-generation students would that they all have the same experience. Not all first-generation students have low test scores. Not all first-generation students come from low-income um, backgrounds, and so on and so forth. Thank you for that, because that is very true. Anyone else want to jump in on that? Yeah, and if I can just add to that and kind of tie it together, when you think about what Tatiana shared about the the variance in the lived experience, like that in that entails and it informs the type of strategies that you use to navigate life. You know, if you are from a low income background and you're first gen, you may have very different ways of how you solve problems and how you work together with other members for like a community effort to to address the things you need. Um, But also, if you are not from a limited income or a low-income background, you may have had access to opportunities. And so you have this this knowledge that as a first-gen person, you can then share with others. So um, it's definitely important to understand that the lived experience will shape the strategies that first-gen students have access to that they can use to navigate life in itself and also college. I really appreciate that from you guys. I've always liked to think of it as a first generation label is not a handicap sticker or an indicator that I need a certain amount of help or assistance, but more so I need a certain amount of support and consistent advice and just that backup plan. So our next question, what do you enjoy most about your work with first generation students or students from underserved communities? I think for me, uh, it's the opportunity I have to introduce students to a lot of firsts um, in their life. And so whether that is, you know, the the first time they get on an airplane, because that has been an experience that I've had at two different institutions of introducing first gen students um, to being on an airplane and they learn quickly how to travel with Dr. Brown, um, but also the the light you see when they realize that something existed that they didn't know existed before. Um, so whether that is being exposed to sometimes what we call niche majors, and so not the, the typical business degree or biology, but working with them to really find out what their passion is and that light goes off that this is what I enjoy doing, but I didn't know I could major in that. Or um, I like to think about my students who end up in the real estate major, realizing that real estate people don't just sell residential houses like they are a part of commercial development. You can be in marketing and be in real estate. So it's just really that that opportunity to 
introduce them to the first in in the unknown in some ways in their experience i would kind of second that and say that uh something that i really like about working with particularly students who are coming from more so like disadvantaged underserved backgrounds um is that i think a lot of times when we go through things in life it's very easy to think that like oh this negative experience that i'm feeling is you know completely unique to me no one can relate to that um and i sometimes have to you know suffer in silence but just getting to to connect with students who are coming from, like I said, those underserved backgrounds and getting them to to see that a lot of their experiences, like I said, aren't unique, um, that they have people in their corner that can relate to the experiences that they're having um, and that they can go through life uh, with support and with people who can identify with things that can em uh, not emulate, but empathize uh, with some of the experiences they're having. Um, and that, you know, seeing that kind of weight lifted off of their shoulders in those moments, has been something that's really been rewarding and that I love to continue to do. Thank you guys for that. So one thing that I honestly found helpful for myself was being involved in finding a community on campus. So do you guys feel like involvement on campus and in the community plays a role in student success? So when we speak about involvement, sometimes it can be a misconception that involvement can be detrimental just for um, students having to learn how to manage their time more and already having busy schedules with um, classes. But involvement also can be a great thing in terms of student success because it can teach them how to manage their time and juggle, juggle multiple things and also just give them um, a sense of community and another outlet and avenues on campus. Um, great networking can come from involvement and great areas of support can also come from those areas. And so one thing that I also like to say to my students in terms of getting involved is that it's a great way to really fine tune your interests. Um, so I'll give myself as an example. Um, so I came into college thinking that I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and so I got involved in a lot of different like political organizations um, as an undergrad student um, and things that allowed me to be sort of like a representative for others um, who were living in residence halls and were, you know, other students on campus. And I quickly realized that I hated arguing with people for starters. Um, and I just wasn't built to, you know, do that as a career. And so that enabled me to have that experience in a way that's very low risk. Um, and I didn't go through the process of getting a degree in something. And it turns out that I hated it. What advice would you give to first generation students who may struggle with finding a mentor or support system on their campus? The natural, organic way of kind of going about finding a mentor, like you will have some conversations with people. It might work out. Someone may introduce you to them. Um, but that doesn't always work for all of us. And so sometimes we need something more structured. And so uh, my advice would be for students to, you know, connect with their career center or their academic department to see if they have a structured mentoring program. And so there may be a platform or some way for students to go on and filter through alumni or friends of the university who have expressed interest in being a mentor to students. And so that's kind of a, a structured university facilitated way for those who may be having challenges of doing going about it the more organic natural way of just meeting people uh, but with those structured university mentor programs also recognizing that you know sometimes they are very focused and so sometimes they can be very focused on the career aspect and so if that's what you're looking for that will be great. But if you need something more on the personal development growth side, you may have to to do a little more digging to see if mentors are open to that or connect with, as Derry said, some peers who are going through this with you who may be able to connect you with people that they've met. So utilize 
your peer group um, to also help you with that mentorship piece. And just to add to what they said, just kind of utilizing all your resources and kind of not just getting maybe stuck on one person, maybe that you find that you would want to be your mentor. Um, if it doesn't work out, just keep going through the process and looking around and seeing who you kind of align with in that area. So I always give my thanks and my flowers to the care department. I always give my thanks and my flowers to Take Stock and Children and so many other groups. So what are some organizations or departments that you would give a shout out to for your development when you were a student or growing in your professional career? For me, I would definitely also share the same sentiments of care. Um, this department provided me a lot with a lot of resources, mentors, great people um, that I've come in contact with during my time when I was at Florida State University. Um, and also another organization that has always been near and dear to me would be Sisters Incorporated. Kind of similar. If I could shout out um, the Opportunity Scholars Program at the University of South Carolina, where I did my undergrad. Um, it's a program kind of similar to CARE uh, that supports first-generation low-income students from the state of South Carolina. I would like to shout out the CARE department. Um, while I didn't go to Florida State for undergrad, I was a part of the Upward Bound program, the TRIO Upward Bound program hosted by Florida State through CARE when I was in high school. Um, and so it was through that program that I actually found um, the University of Central Florida, and that's where I went for undergrad. But that program you know, challenged me in all the, the right ways, even when I didn't want to be challenged as a high school student. Um, but also care made it possible for me to be the profession I am today. Um, I had my first professional role in the care department. I had my first leadership role within the care department. And so now I have the opportunity to lead the care department. Thank you again, scholars, for tuning into another episode of the College Corner Podcast. And thank you to the FSU Care Department. Remember, take stock in college scholars. If you have any questions or comments or need some advice, contact us at connect at TSIC.org. Have a great day and see you next time.